Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. The Colts re-signed wide receiver T.Y. Hilton to a one-year, $10 million contract, $8 million is guaranteed bringing back the longest tenured Colt. Now that Anthony Costanza retired class of 2011, TY class of 2012 is the longest tenured Colt, and he will be the longest tenured Colt for at least one more season in 2021. So we get our number one cornerback in Xavier Rhodes. We get our number one receiver back in TY Hilton. And in my opinion, had a lot to do with the fans and the hashtag Bring T.Y. home. Players caught on. T.Y. was active on Twitter. And I think Ursay and the Colts saw this hashtag. And Ursay being the fan-driven owner that he is and being a fan himself of this team and of this organization, I think he wanted to get the deal done. And it led to the Colts being able to work out this contract with T.Y. Hillen. And it's also a two-way street. T.Y. saw how much the fans love him and how much the fans wanted him back. And I think it hit him and it made him realize, okay, if the Colts could get a little bit closer, I could leave money on the table to sign a one-year contract and return to the Colts in 2021. It was since reported by Pat McAfee that T.Y. left, quote, a lot of money on the table to return to the Colts. And I'm pretty sure he got that from T.Y. himself. So T.Y. had offers. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Kansas City. Maybe it was Green Bay. Maybe it was Miami. But apparently, T.Y. left money on the table to return to the Colts. And I think a big reason why is because of the hashtag and to see the love and the support from the fans, I think it made it hard for him to take a little bit more money to go somewhere else and play for another team in 2021. So after signing the one-year contract, T.Y. tweets, quote, one thing I know about this city is that they love me and I love them. I listened to all the songs. I read all the tweets. I will cherish this forever. Crying emoji, crying emoji. It is only right I finish what I started. Hashtag T.Y. is home, end quote. So the hashtag bring T.Y. home. Now T.Y. signs. First tweet he puts out, hashtag T.Y. is home. And I saw the songs he's talking about. Fans wrote songs and they sang songs about T.Y. And he saw that on Twitter. He read all the tweets and he saw the outpour of love and support for him. And I really do think it got him closer to the number. So if T.Y. was looking for X amount per year over the course of X amount of years and the Colts could only give him Y amount, they were able to meet somewhere in the middle at $10 million on a one-year deal. He'll bet on himself. Didn't have the greatest year last year either, so now he gets to bet on himself. He gets to play with Carson Wentz, who should benefit him. I think T.Y. should benefit from playing with a quarterback who could stretch the field, throw the ball deep downfield. Not that Rivers couldn't, but from Rivers, we saw one deep shot a game, sometimes one deep shot every other game. And now I think the offense will really open up and it'll be beneficial for a guy like T.Y. Hilton, a burner, a guy who likes to go downfield, stretch the field. Now that you have a connection between Carson Wentz and T.Y. And also another benefit of getting this deal done We've seen that Carson Wentz has been in Southern California. He's worked out with Pittman and Patman. And I know that T.Y., I'm pretty sure he lives in either Indianapolis or down in Florida. So he's not in that California area where the other guys might live year-round during the offseason. But T.Y. now has a chance to get out there, work with those guys, teach the young receivers because we have a couple really young receivers on this team, a couple second-year guys, and then also – start to build that chemistry with Carson Wentz. This time last year, never really had that opportunity 
with Philip Rivers due to COVID. I know COVID still exists and everything, but obviously as a country, we have really relaxed on a lot of the COVID stuff. So now you have a chance to go out there, work with Carson Wentz, work with these young receivers, build some chemistry and a cohesive bond before OTAs, before training camp, before the preseason and all those things last year because of COVID were either minimized, restricted, or canceled. There were no OTAs. Training camp was not your normal training camp. It was shortened. It was different. There were restrictions. There were certain things you couldn't do. There was no preseason. So this year, you'll have all that, and it'll be a little bit more normal. So you have Wentz, you have TY, you have these young receivers to have a chance to go out and work out together in California. So I think that's another positive of getting the deal done now and not having TY hang around until let's say June and going through the draft and not getting a receiver and then eventually working something out with TY. So people will say that the hashtag had nothing to do with it. There will always be haters or skeptics out there, but look at Jim Irsay's track record. Look at the Colt fans track record on Twitter for good and bad. You look at hashtag Chuck stay. I truly believe, and people could say whatever they want. And I think there's more evidence about bring TY home, but people could say whatever they want. In my opinion, hashtag Chuck stay, although it was a negative thing, really did extend Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis. Then you look at Ryan Kelly, the fans, the media, we pushed and pushed and pushed for Ryan Kelly. And I think Ursay went to Grigson and said, we're drafting this guy if he's on the board and the Colts end up making that pick. Because when you look at 2012, 13, 14, 15, Grigson was never drafted an offensive lineman in the early rounds. He never hit on any offensive lineman that he drafted. Ryan Kelly was really the only guy, and it was pushed by the Indianapolis media and the Colt fans. And then bring T.Y. home again. I think there's a lot of evidence when you look at how these negotiations went, what T.Y. left on the table, how the Colts were looking at other options and then came back and ended up getting this deal done with T.Y. Hilton. So when you look at it like that, I really do think that this hashtag went a long way and it shows the power and it also shows the era we now live in with social media, the power of social media, the power of Twitter and Instagram and hashtags and how you could really start a movement and it could be reciprocated by the franchise. And we're seeing it now bringing T.Y. back on this one-year $10 million contract. Happy to have him back. Again, longest tenure Colt. He is on the verge of 10,000 receiving yards in Indianapolis. Right now he's at 9,360. So if he hits... 700 this year and that puts him up over 10,000 receiving yards the Colts will be the first franchise in NFL history to have three players all go up over 10,000 yards with that organization not to do it with other organizations and then come in late as a journeyman like Andre Johnson coming here later in his career with already having 10,000 yards but to get 10,000 yards with that one particular organization Marvin Harrison did it Reggie Wayne did it T.Y should do it this season, bearing any injuries going up. I think he needs 660 to get to 10,000 receiving yards, which is a very impressive milestone. It's becoming a little bit more common now as the passing era of fantasy football, and you can't breathe on receivers and all that. But the one receiver you can breathe on is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. is always getting held. He's always getting pushed. He's always getting tugged. He's always getting tackled. And the refs, for some reason, hate T.Y. Hilton, but 
Marvin did it, Reggie did it, T.Y. is on the verge of doing it. And also, if you go back to 1996, each year since 1996, at least one of Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and T.Y. Hilton have been on the Colts roster. Marvin and Reggie never played for another team. I know Reggie signed with the Patriots, but he never actually played for the Patriots. He just signed with them. He was a camp guy, maybe played in a preseason game, then was released by the New England Patriots. And now T.Y. coming back. For yet another season in Indianapolis, he has yet to leave. So if he comes back again next year or he retires next year, up until this point, Marvin, Reggie, and T.Y. have not played for another organization, which speaks highly to me of the organization that they're able to keep their own, they're able to pay their own, and guys want to be here. When Marvin was up, he wanted to come back. When Reggie was up, he wanted to come back. In 2012, when it looked like he was going to leave, he wanted to come back. He came back. T.Y. this offseason, it looked like he was going to leave. He had probably better opportunities out there. I don't know who offered him more money than the Colts. Let's say it was the Kansas City Chiefs. You have a chance to make more money and play with Patrick Mahomes, and he left that on the table. I don't know if the Chiefs were that team, but I'm just saying let's say it was the Chiefs or it was the Packers, and you could go play with Aaron Rodgers. But T.Y. wanted to come back. He loves the fans. The fans love him. We're able to get that deal done. And now when you look at the wide receiver room, in Indianapolis, it's starting to shape up to the point where you're never content. You never want to say, okay, yeah, we're done adding talent to this position. This position is set in stone now moving into 2021. You never want to say that. But when you look at this position group, the argument could be made that it's set now moving in to 2021 because of the other needs, the corner depth, the safety depth, the defensive end starters. We might need two, at least one. We might need two defensive ends heading into next season. And the starting left tackle. We only have six picks in the 2021 draft. We could recoup some. We could trade back. We could accumulate more picks. But right now we only have six picks, and we have some really big needs. So you look at the wide receiver position. You have T.Y. Hilton. You have Pittman. You have Campbell, who has to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, you're in really good shape in this position group. Pascal, Patman, Doolin, that's six right there. So that could be your six heading into the season. They obviously like Patman a lot. They kept him on the 53-man roster the entire season last year, and then they called him up at the end. And then you also have DeMichael Harris, who's still under contract, who would get called up last year from the practice squad in games where T.Y. missed. So that's seven guys right there. Doolin's a special teams guy. Pascal's one of the best blocking receivers we've seen in some time. Campbell has to stay healthy, and I don't know if you could even go into the season assuming he'll stay healthy. I think you almost at this point have to assume he's going to get hurt, and you have to be prepared for him to go down because up until this point, he hasn't showed us the ability to stay healthy. And then Pittman, who really started to come on late in the season, had a great first half against Buffalo in the playoffs. T.Y., your number one. So that's your wide receiver group right now heading into at least the draft. I don't think they're going to sign Sammy Watkins. I don't think they're going to sign another wide receiver unless it were to be a camp body guy to just compete. But going into the draft, it's still a need, but it's nowhere near as big of a need as some of the other spots we have on this roster. And bringing back your number one corner in Xavier Rhodes and bringing back your number one receiver in T.Y. Hilton, it really solidifies at least those position groups now where you could say, okay, we could tread water for a little bit. There's still needs, and they were probably our third and fourth biggest needs coming into the offseason. But now that we re-signed those guys, I think there's a 10-mile gap between left tackle, defensive end, the 10-mile gap, and then you have the receiver position, 
the corner position and other depth spots along the roster. So at this point, it almost looks to me like we're running it back with last year's team and Carson Wentz. So you have Carson Wentz replace Phillip Rivers. Rivers retires. You still need to fill the void for Anthony Costanzo. You lose a starter in Anthony Walker. But I think that Oak Ricky's better anyway. And at the end of the season, he basically stole the playing time away from Walker. So I think that's an easy replaceable guy in the fifth or sixth round, maybe the seventh round. And we also have really good linebacker depth already on this roster. So maybe you don't even need to bring anybody in because you already have the guys. And you have Sky Moore coming back off the COVID list from last year. He was one of those guys who backed out of the season last year. And you have the development of EJ Speed, who they like a lot. And then you have other guys on this roster who have been hanging around for a little while now, like Matthew Adams. And you also have... Zaire Franklin so I don't even know if that's a need at all to replace a starter in Anthony Walker because we have such great depth at that position and his backup was already better than him last year in Okariki so that's one starter you lost you're going to probably lose Houston now you're going to probably lose Muhammad you already lost Autry maybe you bring Muhammad back I'm not sure about that but at least at that position it was a position we already needed to get better at and we're losing guys on top of it so that's a position of need without a doubt and you're probably going to have to draft multiple guys. You're going to have to see Ben Banigou step up this year. I know last year he was not a great practice player. He's going to have to be a better practice player. And he's going to be a guy you have to keep an eye on and circle going into this year. And then Kamoko Ture, we have such high hopes for him. He looked great in the beginning of the 2019 season. And then the injury against the Chiefs was never really the same player last year. Had that terrible offsides penalty wildcard weekend against the Bills. But... That's a position group we definitely need to keep an eye on going into this second wave, third wave of free agency, and then the draft, and then the tackle position. We're adding depth. We need a starting left tackle. To me, that's the biggest need on this roster. I would look tackle at 21 or trade back into the mid to late 20s or early into the second round or with our second round pick. You have to address the tackle. Our starting left tackle is not on this roster right now unless you move Braden Smith over. And if you do that, then your starting right tackle is not on this roster right now. So definitely a position of need. But you got to feel better about this roster, bringing back Xavier Rhodes and bringing back T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is a Ring of Honor guy, one of the best Colts of all time, in my opinion. He'll be back for another season. And also, when you look at the wide receiver position, I know I touched on this a little bit before, the health of Paris Campbell. Can you trust him to stay healthy? And that's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's had a couple of freak injuries. But going into year three, we just have not seen him be able to stay healthy. And that sucks. And I don't want to say that, but I said it going into last year. I think he had four surgeries in seven games as a rookie. And then last year, he played, what, a couple of games, one game, and he got hurt? So you need to see him stay healthy. There's no proof of concept that he could stay healthy in the National Football League. And I hate to say it, but it's the God's honest truth because the offense is a hell of a lot better with Paris Campbell on the field. I want Paris to be healthy. I want him to have a long, healthy career in the National Football League. But up until this point, we just have not seen it. So he's a guy who has to stay healthy. I don't know if we could trust that. And I think you should look for a guy who could play his role if he's not available. That's not to say that you're replacing him, but you need to have a backup plan. So right now, I feel good about this receiver core. If I could go into next year and guarantee no injuries, I would take the receiver core as is. 
But injuries are a part of the game, and up until this point, they have defined Paris Campbell's career. So going into the draft, I would look for a Paris Campbell caliber replacement slash backup guy if Campbell's not good to go, if he goes down at any point, which you have to be prepared for, and you always have to be prepared for injuries, you want a guy that could plug and play and be Paris Campbell in this offense. Because when he went down last year, the offense really fell apart. And I know we were limited with the lack of mobility at the quarterback position, but going into 2021, I would like to have a guy who could be Paris Campbell in this offense rather than Maybe it's a little bit of Hines and a little bit of T.Y. and a little bit of DeMichael Harris. I'd rather have a guy that could be Campbell if you need him to be Campbell next year. I don't think you could bet on him being healthy. And again, I hate to say it, but it's just the God's honest truth. But on a positive note, T.Y. Hilton back with the Colts for 2021. The longest tenured Colt joining Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne as receivers to play every snap of their career with the Colts to hopefully this year join that 10,000 receiving yard club and hopefully he has a great year and he's back again in 2022 because I would love to see T.Y. be a Colt for life so you get Xavier Rhodes back you get T.Y. Hilton back still have not been super active in free agency but at least some of the top guys in-house that we wanted back now are back as fans we want Xavier Rhodes back we want T.Y. back they're both back so you're happy about that Jacoby's gone, not a big deal. Your backup quarterback, Walker's gone, not a big deal. In my opinion, a backup linebacker because Okariki's just flat out better and Darius Leonard is an all-pro. At the edge spots, you already lost Autry, who in my opinion is the biggest loss. A guy the Colts wanted back, not able to get him back. And you're probably going to lose Justin Houston, who I think we could definitely replace. But you're going to have to replace both of them and possibly Muhammad as well and I know Rochelle might be that Muhammad replacement but we're starting to see things shape up a little bit now I think Ballard will be more active in the upcoming week and a half with this second wave the third wave the fourth wave of free agency and the draft is right around the corner it's already late March so we're getting into April now end of April 2021 NFL draft as Ballard continues to add talent and we continue to break it down right here on the Fourth Culture Podcast